Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody. We are Parenting by the Pint. This is Lauren and Kara. Hello. And we have a special guest, Ricky, with Foreign Exchange tonight. Uh, Parenting by the Pint, we are two South Chicago suburban moms with five kids between us who like to get together and talk about beer, drink beer, um, talk about our kids, families, hobbies, and really anything else that comes to mind. So normally I kind of give a overview, fun facts, things like that about the brewery that we're talking about. But since we have Ricky here with us tonight, we're going to let him talk a little bit about foreign exchange while we open and drink um, a handful of beers. We're starting with, what is this one, Ricky? Hi. Uh, so first and foremost, thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, we're starting tonight with uh, Narangi Sunrise, which is a uh, milkshake-style double IPA uh, brewed with Citra and Idaho 7 um, and uh, tangerine puree and Madagascar vanilla beans. That's pretty mm. fantastic, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm super happy with the way this one came out. Um, this has definitely been our most popular IPA, um, and I'm already itching to brew it again. Yeah, um, nice. it's good. It's very smooth. I love the tangerine flavor. Tangerine probably my favorite. Yeah, I like it. You know, there's been so many breweries lately that have done, like, Orange, orange peach, things like that. Like I th- feel like this differentiates it a little bit, and I really like the the flavor to it. I'm more of a tangerine fan than an orange fan in general. So yeah, it's a little bit sweeter. Um, yeah, yeah. And on this one, I try to find that balance too, uh, just to kind of differentiate myself from the other orange ones, as you mentioned, that are on the market. Um, I still want people to be able to taste the hops, be able to taste the beer underneath it too, so it's not just completely overly sweet. Mm-hmm. I try to find the balance between giving people that flavor profile they wanted while simultaneously still tasting like beer at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of what I've tried to achieve across the board um, with most of my offerings up to this point. Cool. cool. Yeah, this is a definitely, I've had most of your beers um, that you've put out in the last <laughs> few months, but this is one of my favorites. And I do think that a lot of people that have done the oranges have been overly sweet under hops and you don't really get the hoppy flavor you right. get. You get just all orange and vanilla, and you almost taste like you're drinking a dessert, and you're not drinking a beer. Well, and, and if you go to somebody who's maybe not branched into this type of beer style before, yeah. and you tell them that this is an IPA, mm-hmm. and they've had IPAs before, they, at times, with some of the milkshake IPAs, they're just sort of like in disbelief that this would be in the same category. Yeah. Um, and this doesn't, this seems like to bridge that gap. You know, where it falls in between what most people visualize as an IPA mm-hmm. and, and goes into that milkshake. Yeah, you know? I think you hit the nail on the head with this one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and one of the philosophies that I've always had uh, since I started brewing commercially is um, I don't want to just rely on, like, the, the you know people like me that are just beer geeks. We know that we know what's coming out. We, you know, have our finger on the pulse. Um, there's going to be beers that sit around on shelves. And uh, I want to be able to have somebody that maybe not isn't familiar with like super sweet milkshake IPAs to be able to pick it up and and expecting hops and maybe be able to taste those hops and and maybe like I said as you mentioned that'll kind of bridge that gap um, into something that maybe might be out of their comfort zone. Uh, so that's kind of always been the the goal from from the start is is kind of making something that appeals to the beer geeks but also appears appeals to the masses General, at the yeah. same time. No, I think this one definitely is 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 hitting that yeah so so tell us about your uh your beer brewing origins um much like uh, many other <laughs> brewers before me uh i started out home brewing um uh-huh. what is a little bit unconventional about myself is i have no commercial brewing experience up until starting foreign exchange 
um, and I didn't go to Siebel or any sort of uh, no formal training. Um, I was fortunate enough to have some really great uh, friends that acted as mentors and teachers early on. Um, and then, like I said, just homebrewing, you know, taking the ideas that I had that uh, I just wanted to see come to fruition and, and, and uh, making them happen. Um, started brewing in a downtown Aurora apartment, uh, which is actually about a block and a half, two blocks from where my new brewery is going to be. Awesome. Um, nice. Yeah. So uh, kind of bringing it right back to where it all kind of started full circle. Um, but yeah, started home brewing uh, and taking my beer out to beer releases and, and uh, bottle shares, and uh, just kind of developed a name for myself. And once uh, I was super fortunate that as a result of that, once my beer actually hit shelves, um, I had enough of a following to keep yeah. me afloat. And I think the first I time I really had anything that you were involved in was Oswego, right? Oh yeah, the, the triple triple chocolate. chocolate. That was the first time I had had anything that you had touched i guess was that because we went to us we go and we right. had it there. we had it at the brewery yeah, yeah we had it at the we brewery. didn't stand in line for it no we just we drank it on draft it's hard to do that. <laughs> right. and it was like it was like 90 something degrees yeah yeah no, i remember that i yeah. remember us having a conversation about it and we ended up going over there the following day yep. and, and just drank it on the draft. kids to the yeah. park and then walked over and just had a drink and mm-hmm yeah some sandwiches but yeah that was and that was how long ago was that do you remember that That wasn't even that long ago that was a year and through two weeks ago a year i was gonna say we're just a year year, right so the weekend before the aliana release uh was the one year anniversary of 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 that release cool um so almost got almost (laughs) a year later released my own imperial stout uh after that one um but yeah that was uh and that and that kind of uh that kind of segues into what you guys were asking me before about origins to uh, homebrewing. Uh, Mark Wilson gave me an opportunity over at, at uh, Oswego Brewing to make mm-hmm. that beer and scale up one of my homebrew recipes. And uh, I brought uh, Sal from Small Cakes on board. To, yeah. yeah. Um, and we just ended up making not only a great collaboration, but also um, I ended up uh, making a great partnership with Small Cakes that we're still building up on. Yeah, I didn't even think about that because the peach was with something with them too wasn't it yeah that was it? small cakes that was themed after uh their peaches and cream yeah um, okay cupcake and mm-hmm. i'm working on one right now awesome um to do like a chocolate peanut butter that's going to be brewed this week actually awesome awesome peanut that's great popular thing right now too peanut I feel butter like. is very mm. big right now yeah mm. yeah but that's um, cool yeah awesome. it comes it comes in waves i noticed I that there's so, definitely yeah. things that come in waves um in all fairness, I've been wanting to do this for a, for a few uh, months now, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I, it, it all comes in waves, and I'm riding this one. So hey, we'll right? do what you can. Yeah. So foreign exchange, where's the name come from? Um, there's two parts to that. Uh, I'll give you the easy part though. Uh, <laughs> um, so when I started brewing, uh, brewing was uh, especially brewing imperial styles. It was a, it was a foreign concept to me, um, mm-hmm. and uh, fermentation is the exchange of sugars to alcohols. Foreign okay. exchange. Oh. Um, yeah, and then uh, I used to do like music and DJing and mi- and remixing and stuff like that. My okay. first ever album was called Foreign Exchange. So, oh, oh, cool. So, so yeah. some history, some yeah, some, a little, a little history, bit of... and then also it, it relates directly to brewing. So, cool. Yeah, on a yeah chemical level. <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. I like it. I like it. So, what about your beers? How do you come up with names for your beers? Um, there is a. Uh, Honestly, I just kind of sit around and uh, <laughs> some of them just kind of come to me. Um, like Narangi Sunrise, for example, uh, one, um, the other owner of Foreign Exchange um, 
which is uh, a friend of mine's wife. Uh, she came up with this. Um, palette, palette. Uh, so palette, palette. I want to do a uh, a series of beer. First of all, not only the wordplay, uh, mm-hmm. but also um, I'm I'm an art major, uh, so oh. I want to do different with palette, palette. Uh, the one that you guys are familiar with and that's out um, is a green label. So I want to do essentially different colors, which will have different hops on the same oh. kind of base. So I just noticed um, you have CMYK values. on There, there. are CMYK and RGB <laughs> values. I, on I, that's kind of nerding out for me because yeah. I do design work. So like yeah. I get very ex- that is very exciting. For yeah, me. yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So different palette palette iterations will be different colors. The label is very much modeled after Pantone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Kitty Wampus, uh, for example, uh, Kitty Wampus uh, is a throwback to uh, the first time I ever brewed that recipe. Um, everything that could have went wrong with that day went <laughs> oh, wrong. Man. Went Kitty Wampus. So Kitty Wampus. Kitty Wampus. Um, on and on beyond. I uh, I was working on the label for that. I wanted to do something kind of like um, kind of mysterious and like space themed. Uh, and at the same time, I was also listening to Mac Miller at the same time. I'm a huge Mac Miller oh, fan. Cool. Uh, so On and On and Beyond is actually a Mac Miller Mac album Miller name. Album. Um, and then Aliana. Uh, uh, and I'm just and for those of you listening, uh, I'm just looking at the beers that are sitting in front of us right now. <laughs> um, Aliana is actually foreign in Latin. Um, I looked oh. that up actually, yeah. and I was like, I wonder if this is why. That's 100 percent why. Okay. Um, yeah. What's not cool though is that whenever whenever you Google um, Aliana, Google autocorrects it to Alinea, which is <laughs> Chicago the restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. 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 So that's that's been fun. The the other <laughs> thing that I I read Pillars of the Earth and there's a family name in there that's Aliana. Okay. So that's the other thing is I was like I I don't I don't think this is a book reference, but then I Googled it and I was like oh it means foreign in Latin. I bet you that's why but. I, also, I also have a friend uh, a friend of mine who i believe his daughter one of his daughters his name is, is aliana as well gotcha. or middle name or something mm-hmm. um yeah, they mentioned that when uh after the fact and i was like oh that's, that's oh. cool mm-hmm. all right well yeah. what a cool coincidence yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah that's, that's kind of how that's been but honestly yeah they kind of just come to me um very few of them are kind of planned to be completely honest uh that's honestly the hardest part of Brewing beers, yeah, like right. Knowing what to call them, call them, label different marketing. Really, is really all that because you could put it in a black bottle and you know you could sell it, but you're going to get more attention based on the name, based on the label, label based on things. Yeah. If you're talking about, you know, the beer nerds will buy it because they are expecting a certain quality from you, but the masses don't do exactly. that. Exactly. Right. So um, to sell to the masses, you need a little bit more of the, the marketing to to everybody else. But very cool. I forgot what I was going to ask you. You're definitely going to ask something. Oh, I was going to point out that that's exactly how we come up with names for the podcast episodes. (laughs) We'll sit down and we'll talk about, you know, what was the topic that we discussed or what was the brewery that we talked about. And we try to come up with some cool, like, Like little play on those words or maybe some pop culture reference Mm -hmm. or something like that. And uh, and most of the time, it's just one of us says like some totally random phrase, and I'm just like, yeah, that's perfect. And that phrase becomes, <laughs> and that becomes, yeah, title. that is now in stone, and that will be out on yeah. the, oh yeah, on, that's perfect, yeah, in the cloud forever. <laughs> yeah, we're no. gonna go with that. Cool, I like it. Yeah. So, what was your first, not brewing, but you know, I don't know how old you are. What was your first craft brew experience, drinking wise, as a consumer? Um. Man. Or memorable one. Yeah. Right. No. Uh, so kind of, I mean, I started out with, you know, Bud Light, Miller Light, just like everyone else. Um, and then uh, Newcastle is actually what kind of set me out into dark herb beers. 
uh, made me realize there's more out there than lagers and pilsners. And then mm-hmm. uh, um, from then on, I kind of discovered Belgian beers. Uh, okay. Like Chimay blew my mind when I first had oh, that. Yeah. Um, Chimay, and then I started uh, tipping a little bit into the la- the, the mass-produced lambics that are sure, out there. Sure. Um, and that's and then Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, uh, and then of course, um, wow, wow, Bell's Too Hearted. Oh, okay. we just drank that recently. Yeah, yeah, that's our Bell's Too upcoming Hearted episode. Is very <laughs> near and dear to my heart. Cool. Um, but that was one of the earlier ones as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Belgians are what really kind of broke me out mm. um, into craft beer, and it's ironic because I don't. I don't think I've ever actually brewed a Belgian yeah. beer. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if I have any. Ooh. Any desires? Any I'm not sure. That's <laughs> on the horizon. Maybe an Aurora. Maybe. Okay, Maybe fair. Aurora. It's in the future plans, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Cool. What's your favorite? What experience of your beers has been your favorite so far to brew commercially? Um, commercially, uh, my favorite aspect of brewing in general uh, I haven't experienced commercially, and that is okay. um, barrel aging and blending. Uh, um, I dove right into that. Uh, I, I dove right into that when I started brewing. Um, I, uh, I I started brewing, uh, man, just over a decade ago, and it was just it was just with uh, it was kind of hit or miss. A lot of lot, a lot of beers are not good. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> what, I had no idea what I was doing. That happens. Yeah. I brewed in college, and Lauren and we I were roommates. roommates. Yeah. And I ruined many things in that apartment. <laughs> Yes. With failures. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Trial sure, and error, for sure, yeah. I'm sure I could have probably watched a YouTube video or read a book or something, yeah, but, right. um, but I didn't. And, uh, That's boring. Um, it was around like 2016 yeah. when I really decided to kind of try to take it more seriously. And okay. um, uh, the uh, Black Tuesday from the brewery is, yeah. is, is still one of my favorite beers. I drank one on a, in a canoe today. It was wonderful. I saw that. Um, I really um, like the brewery beers. There's a bunch that yeah. I really like from them. Um but Black Tuesday was the one that, like, when I had that, I was like, wow, like, I want to learn how to make this. Okay, cool. Uh, I still have not yet learned how to make that. Um, <laughs> but that's the beer that kind of made me really kind of buckle down and say, okay. hey, like, I want to try my hand at this. I want to really wanna, do this. I want to try this out. Cool. Um, I, w- I, like, ordered a bunch of, like, little five-gallon barrels online, um, brewed a bunch of stout, and just threw them in there. Um, and uh, they came out pretty good. And cool. then I kind of started tinkering around with blending. Some of them didn't come out as good as others. And then, like, well, this is, I like this aspect of it, but then this maybe it's missing something else. So then I would brew beer that had that something else. And yeah, different. And then kind of just yeah. blend them together and to get to what I needed to. And um, one of the beers I brought out for you guys, too, is one of my homebrew blends, which is a, it's a beer called Slow Magic. Um, I call that my official four, fourth anniversary beer. Oh, uh, fourth anniversary. Yeah. So 2016 is my like official, like I, I would say year one. I'm going to um, do this. This is serious. I'm not just like, you know, screwing around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was actually, I, I started, I started like sitting down, buckling down with a buddy of mine named Justin, who, uh, whose brother-in-law is actually David Files from Energy City Brewing. Oh, okay. um, cool. I love Energy City. David, uh, yeah, David actually like, we, we went over to his house. We kind of had a very like, um, you know, very elementary breakdown of like grains and brewing and the, and the scientific process behind it. Cool. Uh, yeah. and, um, and that's kind of what really like sparked my interest in, in like, I'm like wow this is like really cool like well, now that i actually know what the process is like what i'm do- what i've been doing wrong up until this point um that's what kind of really mo- uh, motivated me to do more and more of it got and, the uh, building blocks down 
really by someone who knows what they're doing and helped you kind of yeah take it a little um, bit more seriously and yeah, I learned get that, oh, better yeah. yeah oh i'm supposed to be sanitizing things okay cool <laughs> <laughs> probably um, a good idea yeah yeah, yeah. No. Um, very cool is there any combination of things that you did outside of the things that you've distributed that was your favorite different like flavor combination or things like that that you'd like to, to um, see? Barley wine. I haven't uh, I oh, haven't yeah. brewed, I haven't brewed barley wine. Barley wine is one of my favorite styles. Um, I experimented with uh, soaking barrel staves. Um, so I would take like barrel sta- barrels I've already used mm-hmm. uh, for imperial stouts. I would take them apart, cut the staves up, and I started drilling holes in the staves mm-hmm. and soaking them in cognac. Um, so cognac-soaked barrel staves uh, in a barley wine is one of my favorite things. That sounds awesome. That sounds Earth. fantastic. Um, yeah. So like oh. I, when I can get my hands on cognac barrels yeah. and fill them with barley wine, like I am looking forward to that more than anything that else. Sounds fantastic. Uh, in my opinion, my barley wine is my favorite beer that I brew. It's so. also my favorite beer that you brew. Oh, that's right. You have had I it. I have had, had it. it. <laughs> had it at, yes. At, at, we. At you. Fobab. F-A-U-X-Bab. Fake bab, yeah. Fake <laughs> 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 Yes, I have had it. There were many a conversation in my home uh, drawing comparisons between that beer and every other barley, barley wine, wine that, that we drank. Oh, well, so, see? So that's yeah. my favorite that I haven't brewed. Um, nobody wants a non-barrel-aged barley wine, so I fair, need to be able to... Fair. i, I got to be able to get the barrels before you can really do that. Yeah, I can't yeah. brew that until I have... Um, space for an entire age something yeah Yeah, right yeah what's your average um you know cannage that you're doing right now in terms of volume um i really hit the ground running when it came to going from home brewing to commercial (laughs) brewing uh so i'm contract brewing at a church street brewing company in itasca Mm -hmm. um and uh the ipas are all 30 barrel batches so Mm -hmm. like it's bigger than a lot of um a lot of small breweries uh, so it's 30 barrel batches. Um, the Kitty Wampus um, and the Stouts, uh, those are uh, anywhere from 15 to just under 20, mm-hmm. um, usually around 15, so about half the size just because okay. it takes up so much more grain to sure. to make. Uh, but yeah, 30 barrels for the most part for the IPAs. So, so if you're going to want to age something, you're going to need some space to put some barrels at Quite some point. Quite a bit, point. yeah. So makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, Future goals. Yeah, so I've, I actually already have a I have a building in downtown Aurora that uh, we are in the pre-construction phases right now, and it's got a pretty nice basement that I plan on. Oh. It's actually going to be like a true barrel cellar, which I'm really cool. excited about. That's um, convenient. Yeah, nice. that yeah. sounds good. So like that's going to be I, I I can I assume I'm going to fill that. I'm probably my my goal is to <laughs> fill that in the first six months, like fill that entire basement to the brim with barrels. <laughs> well, when you when you get the space, you want to fill. Yeah, I get it. Like you want to make use of it as much as you can, especially because it's something you haven't been able to do contract yeah. wise. So yeah. yeah, cool. I like it. What's your timeline on that? I mean, in terms of. Oh, getting it open. So right now we have a, a tentative target of uh, December, of um, opening of December. So only a few months away. Wow. Um, but that is obviously contingent on uh, the construction being done. Sure. Um, no hitches with the equipment coming in. And then obviously everyone's favorite permits and licenses. Making yep. sure there's Inspections, no, all that yep. stuff. And yeah. Yep. No, all for that sure. Stuff. Um, cool. So the city of Aurora loves me. So hopefully, like, hopefully that will help me out. Yeah. It definitely will. Pushing it's through, always good pushing, to have an in. Yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, and I also love the city of Aurora. I love you guys. Yes. Yay! Um, but uh, yeah, as long as no, no hitches, December is what we is what my fingers are crossed. That's at. great. That's awesome. Yeah, That's congrats. Great. By the way, I mean Thank you've you. done a ton in 
you know, realistically to market in a year. I know you've been doing it in terms of brewing and whatnot for quite a while longer, but you've really only been out in mass distribution for not that long. So February February was the first uh, batch of Kitty Wombats that came out. Yeah, Yeah. so that's really exciting to be moving into a bigger space and whatnot and get a lot more opportunity in such a short time. So obviously people like your beer. Yeah, Yeah. I'm incredibly grateful. I mean, there's a lot of small breweries that that open up and, uh, you know, struggle a little bit early on. Um, I'm really fortunate to have a great team that has experience in not only working with a brewery, uh, but also um, all the love and support from everyone in the Chicago beer community uh, has been, it's, it's been unreal. Like, I still haven't fully processed the fact that I'm brewing thousands of gallons of beer right? <laughs> at yeah. a time, and like the fact that people, other than me, actually enjoy it. Like it, people are buying it. It's actually you're, you know, you're you're doing this, and like, I mean, no offense, but yeah, on some of the Chicago brewery pages, like, there's a lot of Ricky love on there. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> which I, is I great think... and warranted. But there's a lot of people that love your beers, which is which is great. It's got to make you feel good when somebody is like, oh, I got the last four pack at X Y Z liquor store, and they're holding up your beer is that a good feeling it's got to feel it's a great feeling um (laughs) i know it's part of the process i know every single brewery has beer on shelves um i hate seeing my beer on shelves (laughs) right so like it makes me feel really good like whenever i go in to deliver the new whatever the new beer is the old one's gone the old one's all gone or there's like two four or two four packs sitting on the shelf right um yeah i'm super fortunate to have the support that i have to make that happen and it feels really good so uh yeah so you, you, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. You're good. So you haven't, I haven't seen a lot of this, but obviously there's going to be people who have a negative reaction. And I'm, I've seen every once in a while someone has said something that they're like, oh, I didn't like this flavor. Peach, sure. I feel you, like. Peach yeah, was the most the, divisive. The peach uh, milkshake I don't remember what it was called. Some, Small cakes peach. Small cakes peach, yeah. That was the most there divisive, a I feel people, like. <laughs> just didn't like the flavor profile i guess or whatever and so how do you feel about that are you ready you know are you handling that it's gotta be hard to have things where you have negative reaction you know um it is and i mean it is sometimes like obviously seeing uh there's like some untapped reviews that kind of you know that I I, I hate oh, untapped yeah. I hate going you on should untapped. Just not. That's yeah, like you I shouldn't even go on something. No, but here's here's my view on untapped though. Like with untapped, uh, there's a lot of great information on there. Like uh, I kind of dissect with like with. Let me give you an example. Kitty Wampus Batch One. A lot of people um, every, people love that beer. I love that beer. Uh, but I saw a lot of comments saying that it was like a little it was a little too sweet. Mm. Um, so Kitty Wampus Brunch. Um, uh, I actually dialed down the sweetness. So yeah, I had that too. Yeah, it's actually less sweet, um, but it's interesting. Like on paper, like it mathematically, it is less sweet than the original. <laughs> um, but there's a uh, there's actually, a, but the maple gives it a perceived sweetness. Um, maple so people, is such a strong flavor. Yeah. That yeah. But um, but people were like, oh yeah, that's it's even sweeter than the original. I'm like, it's technically not. So like, um, but the fact that like I. I guess what I was getting at with Untab, like, you know, people seeing that, it, you know, people were saying it's too sweet. So then what I did is I dialed it down. Um, so, like, I use some of the feedback that I do get and, uh, and and kind of use it to tweak things to kind of make it a better beer, essentially. I'm always trying to put out the best beer I can. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then there's also just, like, nonsensical check-ins that don't make any sense. Uh, 
Um, and I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it. Uh, True. Just take it in stride. I mean, uh, people that give low check-ins or, or hate on a beer for being sour, like oh it's like oh it's I don't like sour beer. Well, then so why are you drinking sour, sour beer? Yeah. Like, why are you? Yeah. Well, so, it always blows me away. They're like, oh, I didn't like this because I don't like sours, so I'm gonna give it like a one and a half. And I'm just like, what are you doing here? Why are right. you? Why are right you now? Doing? Well, yeah, that's true. Like, there's some there's people. I was reading some reviews. I don't remember what it was. I think it was microphone. And they have a lot of Berliner Weisses. Sure. And somebody was like, it's 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 sour. I don't like sour beers. And I was like, have you read what a Berliner Weiss description is? Well, and like, sure. especially <laughs> one that has like raspberry. Right? In it, you which should expect anybody who's ever had a raspberry knows it's tart. Yeah. Um, right. Exactly. Like, you know, if you're going to drink okay. a beer, yeah. Um, that is going to have that flavor profile. Don't put it at a one and a half because you don't like that flavor profile. Well, don't drink the beer. And Lauren and I actually talk about this all the time on the podcast. There are times where we drink a beer that we don't particularly like. But it isn't, oh, this is a bad example of a Berliner Weiss. It's right. that, well, maybe I've discovered that I just don't like this combination of flavors sure. personally. Right. But is it a good representation of this type of beer, this style of beer with sure. these flavors in it? Maybe, yes, it is. Right. And it's I just think not that, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that you can use your untapped reviews to kind of go either way. Yeah. But I feel like if you're going to review something and you're going to say you didn't like it, you can't say it's a bad beer. Right. And and also, too, everyone's palate is different. And, and I and I definitely recognize I don't yes. lose sight of that. Yes. Um, I love cilantro. Some people think cilantro tastes like soap, Dirt. you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, <laughs> like, everyone's palate is different. And, and I, don't, I don't disregard that. Uh, I, I still very much like I still haven't lost sight and, and I still think like a consumer and I'm my own harshest critic um, so uh, if somebody tells me something that is uh, if there is a fault in the beer uh, and somebody points it out I'll you know in my head I think yeah I know. okay how can and how can I fix it or yeah. how can I do better next yeah. time I, I recognize mean, that it's there and, and I yeah. and I think about how I can fix it um, or eliminate it on the next one sure and it's just it's learning you know I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm still learning I'm learning every single day uh, I had like I said I had no formal training so uh, <laughs> for no formal training you've made some excellent beers but I mean even people that have had formal training that are trying a new combination or a new flavor combination or you know milkshakes are all the rage and they're in the, you know adding lactose different things that they maybe haven't done for their last 15 years you know it's kind of always new and evolving so yeah. I think even people that have been in business a long time if they're doing a good job at continuing to build their business, they're still going to be learning new right. things and learning what combinations work and, and what don't. Um, and, you know, there's some breweries that I love and I'll still drink something from them and be like, I really don't like this. Um, but, yeah, like, we'll see, okay, is does this fit the description? Can we pull out all the flavors? Can you taste them? Yes. But maybe it wasn't a good idea to put them all together. Yeah, like, or maybe it just doesn't work for you personally, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some things. I think I I had some people over and drank um, Small Cakes Peach, and in the same beer, people got different flavors. Yeah. So, like, I'll pick up the peach. Someone else is said it tasted more like a, a bubblegummy flavor, yeah. but everybody's palate reacts a little bit differently. So, right. you know, you're not going to be able to please everyone, but, you know, maybe you make a variation of something that will taste different to somebody else next time. Yeah. So, yeah. This is one. So we're drinking Palette Palette. Um, this is, I think, the only beer that's actually hit distro that I haven't had. Um, so I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah. So Palette Palette, um, I kind of try to bridge the gap between having, you know, the super sweet milkshake IPAs um, and still having hoppiness. Um, the hoppiness on this one's kind of uh, fallen back a little bit. I was going to say, uh, yeah. 
yeah when it was fresh it had a lot of uh, a lot of orange a lot of citrus mm-hmm. um like, like orange marmalade is the fl- flavor that i think that yeah. i that jumped out at me early on okay um but it still had a nice hoppy bite to it with a little bit of sweetness it wasn't overly milkshakey um and uh yeah this, this is and that was kind of my you know dipping my toes in into the milkshake ipa thing um i still don't like doing overly sweet milkshake ipas even to this day so uh, i'm always going to be a little bit lighter handed than other breweries i'm going to say that right now um i kind of like that though i feel like some of the milkshakes that are brewed right now are more to the general mass consumers that don't actually like hoppy beers and so they're dumbing down the hops but like i have a good friend who we go to breweries somewhat frequently and she actually generally doesn't like the milkshakes because she says they're too sweet she likes an ipa like she just likes a regular ipa or you know she'll do an any ipa um but so i actually gave her one of um yours the narangi sunrise because i was like try this I know you don't like milkshakes that you've had recently, um, but give this one a shot because it, you do still get the hops to right. it. Um, this this one is good. The, I, I was going to say, I think the hops have are a little more subdued in it, but probably because it's not, you know, it's been been sitting for a bit. I really like the citra hops. Yeah, you're a yeah, citra fan? I, I am. I'm doing um, citra and strata coming up, uh, which uh, I'm really excited about. Uh, it's probably going to be in about a month, month and a half, but... Yeah, Citra and Strata, I'm super excited. Uh, hop Butcher turned me on to Strata. And okay. I'm forever a fan of that hop. So Nice. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to be heavy handed on that Citra as well. So <laughs> I will, I will oh, be Lauren sure will to check it. it out, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Good, good. Mm. All right, so we will drink this. So you've done, you started out with Oswego, kind of a collaboration. What is somebody that you would really love to collaborate with either just in general or on a specific beer profile um my first my first ever actual experience commercial brewing was actually a collaboration with uh justin miller who is now at hot butcher um we did a imperial stout together over at the ram uh in schaumburg uh so which is no longer but yes yes, (laughs) r.i.p the ram a lot of good times were had there Um, (laughs) i met sean burns there Mm -hmm. and he's one of my really good friends and i spent so many of my vacation days uh just shadowing him raking grains picking his brain for hours on end uh, which i'm forever grateful for and then um and then after he left same thing with justin Mm. and uh justin was the first one that let me uh brew there so if I could collaborate with anyone, I would love to collaborate with Justin again. Nice. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a hot butcher collaboration. Just sure. say Ricky and Justin. Ricky and Justin. Brewing beer. Um, yeah, <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, Sounds like a boy band, Ricky and Justin. I mean, you have to go that route when you do your can art. I'm down to get that band together for sure. <laughs> right. I like it. Uh, and then I'd love to do a barley wine with him. Um, oh, man. I've, that sounds I've, awesome. I've had a bunch of uh, brewer friends ask to collaborate, and a, and a couple of them specifically mm-hmm. wanted to do a barley wine together. I'm like, I'm not going to collaborate. You're holding off, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I, I refuse to do a barley wine collaboration with anyone, um, okay. but if I did do one, it'd be with it Justin. Would be Justin. So yeah, Justin Miller. I love you, man. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then Corey King. I feel like Corey King uh, yeah. from Side Project. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's the other guy that I would, is one of my dream collaborations just because, uh, like, there's very few people who have a determination for perfection. Like, everything he does is so calculated, and uh, I really admire that. Yeah. I try to do that myself with every, every move I make, and, sure. and I really respect what he's done and, uh, and the brand he's built down in St. Louis. and. I hope to do the same out here. Awesome. 
I like it. Yeah, well, maybe some, maybe in the future uh, we will some see good some. Some good. Uh, hopefully, we will see some. Yeah, pretty cool co- collaborations. Yeah, I just uh, collaborated with uh, Eric Flores though at Whiskey Hill. I oh, yeah. saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that um, that came out incredible. Yeah. So we did a big imperial stout that mm-hmm. uh, ties in. It brings a lot of the characteristics of my uh, actually the um, Aliana stout base. Mm-hmm. Uh, that base and uh, and then also Eric's um, a little bit roastier Imperial Stout. We kind of okay. bridge the gap between the two recipes and uh, aged the resulting beer on uh, coconut, pistachios, and vanilla. Ooh, pistachios! Um, all real ingredients like and yeah. so many of so much so much of the coconut and vanilla and uh, pistachio that we actually lost so much beer. So oh, it's gonna man. be it's gonna be super it's, limited. It sucks it all up because all yeah so. yeah. Huh. Um, I mean he he, he only has uh, he only has a seven barrel system over there. Oh. Okay. Um, I think we ended up with like uh, I want to say like five and a half six barrels and oh. then after and then after the coconut I think he was able Dude, to get like can... just under three barrels. Whew, that's super limited. Yeah. You so, weren't kidding. Yeah. yeah, so as much as I would love to see that hit distro, that's going to be brewery-only release, and it's going to be very limited, so well, check that out when that comes gonna out. Have to go I, the I'm going to keep an eye that. out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I will definitely check maybe it out. A, maybe get a sitter. Uh, we, yeah. we can handle that. Yeah, yeah. no, we don't For, bring the kids to releases. We don't bring releases. them to releases. Yeah. We only bring them once the beer is Our like, attitude settled. about bringing children to with us if we're going to try something is that it's got to be like a really low-key, like, five, yeah. you know, days sure. later type sit yes. and have lunch and then be on our way Absolutely. so yeah we've also waited in line and left them in the car with their tablets while we just switch off sort of rarely, yeah. rarely. <laughs> if it's something we really we really that, really want we did that at metal monkey yeah. for Asmodeus, Asmodeus one year yeah. but there wasn't a line it was yeah. just sort of a you go in and grab yours yeah, and i'll right. go in and grab mine and yeah. then we'll hang we, out we can handle getting a sitter or the dads can just watch yeah the kids while we drink. i'm sure they can step my in. husband doesn't drink beer he drinks whiskey so he just he's fine <laughs> i get most of my beer from my husband so i can't really yeah. complain about you know his yeah. level of effort for beer fair yeah procurement we haven't been <laughs> yeah. there, there is an effort and that's what matters Yes, the fact, that's true. The fact yes. that there is an effort. I and will an understanding. Say my, he yes. comes home with things, and I don't have to. Your beers, for example, there's like a blanket. Just buy statement. them <laughs> when they come in. Just buy it. Yeah. I don't have care to what tell it him. Is. That, like yeah. you don't need to text me because I occasionally will get text yeah. messages. Do you want this X Y Z thing that maybe I've had before? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, sure. do you want it again or whatever? Yeah. And for me personally, because I'm always trying to try something new. Drinking something I've already had, like oh, I drank that last year. Yeah. Like I gotta let that go. It's not. The I top gotta of the drink list. something else. Unless it's like what tavern cut. tavern cut. We had to get again. <laughs> oh, always drink that. Yeah, yeah. We'll always drink that's, that. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my desert island beers. So yeah, me oh too. for sure. Yeah. yeah, when that comes out, we're like, yeah, no, we're getting it. I just, told just him, buy that's it. just yes. on that list of things. Yeah, that just buy. Automatically, just buy this. Yeah. I would agree. I will say I have had my husband mule for me, which is funny because a lot of people are like, oh, the wives are muling. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, he's not going to drink this, but he's right. going to pick it up for me. Yeah. So, But I will go to the store and buy him a nice bourbon. So it works out. It's there all you fine. Go. We're good. No one's unhappy with you. Yeah, everybody's fine. We have more than enough beer and bourbon in our basement. He so. mules the beer, you mule the limited release bourbon. Pretty it's much. A, it's that's a beautiful a, relationship. Right? I think it's, it's a nice it's balance. It's good. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. And he, he's supportive. We support each like, other. Sounds like he's winning on that, on that. Deal. He definitely Maybe, is winning. Yeah, the, I mean, his the is bourbon is just... much more expensive than the beer. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm a bourbon guy as well, so uh, okay. I very much yeah. know that. I started drinking scotch recently, thanks to her husband. Yes, we did a podcast true. episode, and they were convinced we did. We drank a beer. Mm-hmm. 
a bourbon and a scotch one beer um, one scotch yeah that's intense yeah. it was intense especially because the beer was um blue island beer company mm. barrel aged last weekend yeah uh and then I think which we is did on its own a pretty powerful beer true. so and then um, we did angels envy which is sweeter and was the bourbon yeah, i love that one uh, but that's one of our favorites and easily accessible and then we did lagavulin for the scotch so it was awesome which tastes and, like which was a total to shock me to me because a, i don't know that i've ever had i don't know that i'd ever even had, had scotch, scotch before it tastes like a wood shop to me i thought it was awesome My. i went out and bought i sent my husband on a journey to buy scotch he was like what do you want me to get i was like just ask somebody who knows what they're talking about sure. and bring it home <laughs> yes I, I can only do certain scotches uh the, the peatiness is not for me um that is why i can't do it i yeah. can she i can like do bourbons that. i can we've done like the kentucky bourbon trail and stuff nice. and that and i can definitely do bourbons but i just can't do the scotch it's the the peat and like i literally feel like i'm like chewing on like wood chips or something i just yeah, can't do i can't do it it's an acquired so. taste that i have not acquired myself <laughs> yeah. to. so beer and bourbon i'm good we're fine <laughs> but it's, it's fine all so right tell us about on and on and beyond yes. um on and on beyond was just me kind of hitting the reset button on Ooh. my ipas uh um so this is a this was a completely different recipe than every than every other one like 100 percent started from scratch um, and then uh, the biggest dry hop so far. So this one was actually a pretty low yield uh, compared to the others. But um, yeah, I got my hands on some Sabro. Uh, I've been wanting to play. I've never used Sabro on a homebrew level, so uh, mm-hmm. why not try it on a thirty barrels? Sure, back? why not? Um, <laughs> go yeah. big or go home. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, right. uh, so yeah, hit it with some Sabro Enigma, and then I got some Galaxy from Eric at Whiskey Hill, and mm-hmm. just see and just kind of see how those flavors drive together. Um, so you get a lot of that, like, co- there's like a coconutty, like almost like a raw coconut uh, that you mm. get through it. Um, you get that right off the bat. Uh, a little bit of citrus, like pineapple, and then it kind of ends with... smell the pineapple, I feel like. Yeah. A little bit. It's got the citrusy aroma to it. Yeah, the the Galaxy is, is the minority hop in the three here. Uh, so it's mostly it's mostly Sabro and Enigma. Okay. Um, and then uh, you get the Galaxy on the back end. It gives a little bit of uh, a little bit of the hoppy hoppy bite to it, and then also um, a little bit of citrus is what I get out of it. Citrus and pine. Um, I was gonna say pine. Mm-hmm. I get that too. I feel um, like I pick up more on the citrusy sides of things. Yeah. Because I like them the most. Yeah. I think that's the flavor well, that, that yeah. I like look for in things because that's just one that really resonates with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with this beer, like I said, the biggest the biggest thing. Uh, the thing that's the most uh, unique for me, I guess, is like I said, it was an all new recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see, it looks a lot lighter than the other one. So this is all pills malt. Uh, so I went to a lighter malt um, to. Uh, so it still has a lot of uh, wheat and oats to kind of give it a creamy, uh, a little bit of a creamy mouthfeel up front, which is what I've been told a lot of people like about my beers. Um, mm. But it finishes really crisp, clean, um, and on hot days like this, it really hits the spot. Yeah, um, yeah, that might have been a good post kayaking choice, maybe rather than mm. that Black Tuesday. Um, oh, that was at the beginning of the kayak. <laughs> oh, that was your starter beer. Well, fair. we got in That's the fair. yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I actually went. I went like uh, canoeing today, and uh, within ten minutes uh, of getting into the water, it just started downpouring, and I was like, um, I'm gonna need a. Yeah, bike. it was pretty brutal this yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, within ten minutes of getting in the water, we were dr- completely drenched, and. Uh, I just I happened to pack to pack a Black Tuesday, 
uh, can oh. can in my cooler. And I'm, like, I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need this bike to get to get through this. This is ridiculous. This is it's sense, really survival though. at that point. You're just like, all right, I'm gonna need this to get through through yeah. the rest of this trip. So, so yeah, that was start out good. So that was my morning. Uh, 19 sipping on 19 percent beer. Yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, again, a, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you might as well do <laughs> it. Floating in the river. Oh man, what? I took my kids canoeing. We went on vacation. Yeah. We just got back, and my husband insisted that we have two kids, two boys, a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "We got to get two canoes. We can't all four be in one canoe. That's crazy." And I was just like, "Which means it each sounds adult like you're has saying I need canoe to row by my themselves. own canoe." That's one hundred percent what that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. and so I got stuck with the little one, which who's is far more motivated, but also small and he's sick deep. sure yeah. right and uh so and it's like it was not raining it was very hot and sunny out <laughs> and i didn't have any beer oh, so that was, was your like first nine mistake in the morning, so i wasn't you I, weren't prepared i mean you i was weren't. on vacation so drinking early is not off the table as a possibility sure, but sure. like we yeah. were rowing upstream i'm rowing upstream with this kid oh. trying to get him to keep rowing and every time he would stop rowing he would get tired and i would be like on one side and we would start to because it's naturally what <laughs> yeah. happens he would stand up and he would hold on to the opposite side of the boat like he was pushing it he was like i'm helping you steer and You're i was like, like no that's wow. not how this works at all because that would be a great way to help me steer if you yeah. would just row yeah and he was he would get so impatient with me for us not going faster sounds like you could have used a black tuesday you Absolutely. definitely could have used yeah your beers. whole story all i could think about was how i did not start that way beer. and that no, totally you would have helped yeah what are some of your you're going to a backyard barbecue what beers are you bringing with you doesn't um, have to be yours could be, yeah, anything. could be anything i mean it all depends who's there like no like like where am i going like is it am I, is it like a family party where there's not probably not people that drink a lot of craft is that no no like friends yeah, oh. i'd like the answer to that okay um, both of them. I'll, I'll give you both answers yeah. um so a lot of my friends do drink craft uh they, they a lot of friends drink my beer so i'll normally bring you know a couple of, of whatever i just released sure um uh justin like justin miller is one of my really good friends so i always have hot butcher in the fridge so i'll uh, I'll bring hot butchers uh, to share. Um, Huntley Hellas is uh, from Moore has been one, one of my go-to lighter drinking beers. Uh, that new Pilsner from uh, Liquid Love is, is terrific. I haven't had it, and I, I really want to try. Yeah, dear, I know. Dear to heart. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a great one. So like, I would I would bring those. Okay. Um, yeah, we all drink craft, so uh, it's it's there's some easy choices there to make. Um, when it comes to like family parties or people that don't we, drink craft beer, yeah, what would you? Yeah, or don't um, drink as much. I'll typically bring like a four pack, a mixed four pack of craft uh, for not only myself to enjoy, but also if anyone else wants to try it. I, I definitely always want to kind of share that. Um, now that I'm doing commercial, everyone wants me to bring my own beer. So Fair. Uh, right. I'll do that. But um, I love Natter Days. I love Bud Light Lime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, B2L. Cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got, we actually have Bud Light Lime in the fridge right now. Oh, uh, what, yeah. is, what is your take on the seltzer craze going on here? Uh, my girlfriend Sam loves those. Oh, okay. uh, it's not for me. I think it's a love-hate. I think I can't people get behind either it. really like them because it just falls into their, like, what they like sure. flavor-wise. Yeah. Either that's what they've been drinking... If you drink like vodka, tonic, and cranberry, you'll probably be fine with the seltzer. But it's not my my jam either. I did try White Claw in a bar 
a friend ordered it. I and almost I feel like it. that's the worst. Is it? I don't know. We're, we were we were talking about doing a well. There's a hard seltzer episode on the horizon yeah. just for fun yeah. of um, like a different brands to see like which of these is the most tolerable. So we're gonna try and side. get a few people to like join in on this. But since at, they're all the craze right now, and there's even a bunch of breweries that are now like yeah. doing coming them. out with one. Yeah. Which is, I guess cool. I feel like, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure if any brewery, local breweries that want to prove me wrong, I mean, I feel like, uh, and make a really awesome one, I feel like you need a lot of really expensive equipment to, like, make mm. a, actually a really good, like, I mean, look at uh, Octopi up in Wisconsin. I was just going to say Untitled um, Art put out. They yeah. they put it out, but also they invested, in like, half a million dollars into, like, some fancy machine yeah. that makes them, right. makes those seltzers Great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing that Truly and like White Claw have. Like they have the equipment for that, and a lot of breweries just fermenting corn sugar. Yeah, they don't have like, the equipment. Nor are they going to put the capital into it for. Right. So a lot of them are just fermenting corn sugar. So you get like, to me that just tastes like cheap vodka. To me, that's what that's what the flavor <laughs> that I get. So the only yeah. way to, the only way to, to make that good is just to bomb it with fruit and bomb it with flavorings, um, and Which I, then just is like disguised bad vodka. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people like that. So, like, and, fair, that's, fair. and that's some people like. I mean, yeah, some people like flavored vodka. So that's like, what I drank in college. Yeah. I didn't actually start yeah, drinking. Yeah, UV. That's I didn't drink beer until After you six years ago. Twins. I yeah. have an eight-year-old and six-year-old twins, sure. and I didn't drink coffee beer or eat chocolate until after i had them and then like my whole flavor palette changed yeah and so i would drink vodka and whatever i mean we went to college together Uh, yeah i would drink rum like rum and cokes and like i didn't drink beer at all and then afterwards i was like i need as much hops as i can get and as much coffee as i can get coffee from like 6 a.m to noon beer the rest of the the day chocolate peppered in somewhere yeah so i pretty much always drank beer my brother was a home brewer he's uh six years older than me and so he's his beer experience started before mine obviously Mm -hmm. when he went away to college we always joked about how he majored in foosball and brewing beer well he did Uh, go to berkeley Berkeley, (laughs) that's what they do out there i think they also jaywalk or something i don't know know, whatever (laughs) there are many things but anyway uh so most of my early exposure to beer was through him some of his homebrew and some of of just beers that he would come across uh you know mm-hmm. in that way so yeah. i've always drank beer i've never really drank hard liquor at all um my other yeah. go-to is like high life and coors banquet um yeah, yeah i bring those around too yeah i i never say no so I, i'm not a, i'm not a total beer snob. you're not a complete beer snob. I I'm will, not a complete beer snob. i agree with you on that i mean there are you know, hey, if everything in the cooler is Coors Light, I'll smash some of those out. Yeah, That's no, no problem. Yeah. I will gladly drink what's available. Yeah. And and not to put it in a negative way at all, like, I'll be perfectly fine with doing that. Um, yeah, I know. would say most of my... I have a handful of friends that drink craft beer. I have a handful of friends that say they drink craft beer, but drink, like, Guinness. Like, oh, yeah, They don't okay. really... Like, they don't... They don't branch out very right. much outside of the like highly very large commercial like they'll have a revolution now and again but they're like guinness um you know maybe a lagunitas from now on but they're like they don't venture out into smaller breweries right. so i have a whole fridge full and every time i have people over i'm like don't bring anything try something new yeah like please try something I've, new i spend a lot of time trying to recruit people to the craft beer cause my family is pretty close-minded my brother is one of those people that it's like just ipas that's like all he right. drinks and not doubles 
nothing fancy. Literally just IPAs. Just IPAs. He will drink, um, you know, he'll drink a Kolsch and he'll drink like German beer. He likes German beer. But, um, But he's pretty like stringent on what he'll drink and every once in a while i do what what you said you do where you bring a four pack of something kind of trying to inspire someone to kind of branch out a little bit and try something new and i'll do that with him Mm -hmm. and i'll split a can with him i'll be like oh hey just try this just try this yeah yeah and try to kind of get him i did get my father to drink zombie dust which was kind of surprising because my brother was convinced he would hate it um but now my father will actually order it in restaurants when we go. Really? Places. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. He'll be like, do they have that beer I like? And I'll be like, oh, yes, they do. They, they, do, do. they do now, yeah. Zombie Dust. Yeah, it's not as rare Now it's in cans, too. Zombie Dust was my first, like, craft beer that I drank yeah. regularly nice. was Zombie Dust. So I went right from nothing know, yeah, that's to Zombie extreme. Dust. That's so. Yeah, my, I would. Uh, we've talked about this before, but mine was probably Rogue Dead Guy's Ale. Okay, it was probably the first thing. Uh, that, that was I probably really... a lot of people's first. Yeah, uh, I could yeah, see that. Rogue Dead Guy or um, Arrogant Bastard from Stone. That's yeah, probably, that, yeah, that was probably a lot of people's gateway beers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have not had this beer. Black is beautiful. Your iteration of it. I um, actually haven't had any iterations of this yet. No, me neither. We this had will talked be my about first. picking up a variety of them and kind of yeah. Doing, um, but this is my first. Yeah. Yeah. So um, these have just kind of started popping up. So the initiative kind of popped up from Weather Souls. Um, mm-hmm. So for anyone that's not familiar with Black is Beautiful, it's essentially like a worldwide collaboration. Uh, Weathered Souls uh, down in Texas um, put this out. Uh, you had to specify a charity to kind of give a, a portion of the proceeds out to uh, to a charity. Uh, so the purpose of the beer is to kind of uh, not only uh, show support and also give back um, and highlight kind of uh, just kind of bring shed light and bring light to uh, social injustices that sure. are yeah. uh, that people of color experience on a day to day basis. So it's a it's a shared recipe that uh, people then can kind of put their own tweaks on. Uh, some people have kind of. Uh, done bigger tweaks than others mm-hmm. um my recipe i thought i was doing a pretty big tweak like all of the i kept the grains the, uh, the ratios all, all kind of the same with the original recipe but mm-hmm. i i did i did kind of like adjacent grains so instead of two row i did marisotter i like marisotter okay. better instead of crystal we did like breeze extra special and um that some of the roasted bar some of the roasted barley that i like to use uh some debittered malts uh, i kind of sub those in instead of the stuff that was in the recipe okay but you know, total, it still has the same percentage of roasted grains. Um, so slight variation. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the finishing beer, the finished beer was uh, then conditioned on uh, Ugandan coffee from Indiro Coffee. I, I, I like those guys a lot. Um, this, it's the same coffee from uh, the Kitty Wampus series. Mm-hmm. However, uh, this is a new batch, so they just got a new um, a new batch of coffee in from Uganda. Uh, it has a higher moisture percentage. Um, I'm not a big coffee. I'm becoming more of a coffee geek, <laughs> hanging <laughs> hang around with Cody and the guys at Enduro. Um, but ultimately, it's a way richer coffee. It's it blows my mind how much more coffee, how much more pronounced the coffee is in this beer, despite uh, not having nearly as much um, as Kitty Wampus. Okay. Uh, like it's right on par and then also ugandan uh cacao and a little bit of mexican cacao and uh a touch of saigon cinnamon it smells like my pot of coffee in the morning i i really like coffee like mm-hmm. i get beans and i you know put them through the grinder and i you know i'm that's yeah. what i'm smelling all morning but like i love the smell of coffee yeah yeah and, and this was a collaboration with church street um so we kind of 
again bridged uh, our two styles. Church Street does a lot of really crisp, clean um, mm-hmm. like lagers, IPAs. Like they don't do, they don't go too they don't go nearly as crazy as I do. Um, <laughs> so like it has a lot of the big pop of flavor that I bring to the table, sure. but also it's easier drinking. Um, yeah, this is very it's not as crazy as Eliana. It's very smooth. I mean, it's very it's super coffee heavy for sure, but like it's a very smooth drinking stout. I think. I think it tastes great. I yeah. love the cinnamon, the touch of cinnamon on it. Yeah, That's, you, you, cinnamon's a flavor that I love, mm-hmm. but if there's too much of it, it's like all you get, you yeah. know, especially in beer, but I'm basically in way. everything. But I'm, um, I'm the same way. Yeah. But this is just right. You can just, just the hint of it, mm-hmm. almost in the aftertaste, you know, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely in the nose and then um, on the tail end. Uh, and that's, I'm, a, I'm super sensitive to cinnamon. Um, like, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go nuts uh when it comes to like making pancakes but in beer like <laughs> i don't like a lot of cinnamon i know i know there's a lot of guys out there that love cinnamon bomb co- like cinnamon bomb beers and mm. uh, it's not for it's, me sometimes it's such an overwhelming flavor it's to me really it that that's those. what you taste it's really easy to uh for it to, uh, to, to essentially yeah it's yeah. really it's really easy for that to happen so i went super light-handed on that um i wanted the coffee and the chocolate to kind of no, be the dominant flavors that's on yeah. definitely what you get Absolutely. like you were very successful in that no this is really great yeah, I think there's like a thousand different breweries across the world now that have signed on to this. Yeah, it's across a, re- a bunch of different countries in all fifty states. Like, absolutely, and it's and it's interesting seeing. It's really cool seeing um, how like how the creativity behind it too. Like, uh, not only just the the charity the charity aspect of it is is a really great thing. The the whole the all the meaning behind the movement. And, and uh, if you want to know more about it, go to blackisbeautiful.beer. Um, uh, the the meaning behind it is great and all, but uh, just seeing the the creativity that some breweries are doing, like uh, incorporating fruit, um, some of them are blending in like stuff from their barrel aged stock. Uh, so like, oh cool, um, that's cool. Yeah, somebody's doing blackberry, right? Or something. Yeah, uh, no, Noon Whistle. Noon Whistle, Noon Whistle yeah. did blackberry. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Noon Whistle did blackberry. Um, uh, Miskatonic like did a mm, blend of fresh uh, fresh stout, and then also they pulled some of their barrels and blended some I'm of their really barrels. Excited, excited about, about that. I gotta yeah. say, Same. we really like Miskatonic. Yeah, we so. do. I they love have a special guys. place in one our of our heart. favorite stouts is Miskatonic. Yeah, Albert is. Yeah. I love Albert. Yeah, um, yeah we're time. we're big fans. <laughs> so like right when Albert came out, uh, that that has maple in it, right? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So uh, Albert came out two weeks before Kitty Wampus brunch, and I actually <laughs> yeah. was, I actually, and, and I and I'm really good friends with the guys at Miskatonic. Okay. Um, I love those guys. So I was picking their brains about how to like really get the maple to pop mm-hmm. um, before that. And then when their beer, when Albert came out, I the first thing I, did, I sent, I, I sent, uh, or I, I went over there and I talked to AJ, the head brewer, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, you guys set the bar really high. <laughs> like, you guys set the bar really high for me. Like I, I gotta, gotta say, they really so did. Good. It's, it's really so good. Yeah, <laughs> they, um, yeah, they, they. It kind of makes me sad because, like, obviously they're 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 doing great, but mm-hmm. uh, I still feel like they fly a little bit under the radar, and um, they definitely that's do. True. Yeah. Yeah. And they're starting to. I mean, with more and more, they're starting to kind of get recognized, which makes me so happy uh, to yeah. see because they're really great guys. It's a really cool space, mm-hmm. um, and their versatility when it comes to different styles is is fantastic. Yeah, we've 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 been there a few times actually yeah. before all of this stuff, but um. Yeah, they've had some really they've had some really solid beers. They have don't they have a West Coast IPA, don't they? West Coast Wizard. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's really good. I yes. haven't had that. Um it's really good. I would recommend it. But okay. yeah, Owlbear is one of my favorites 
this you know whatever that's yeah. come out recently but they definitely are not very as recognized as they should be for the quality of the beer they're producing yeah. I, I agree 100 percent. yeah um yeah we're we're actually in talks about doing a west coast collab Ooh, uh, no. so uh, we're, we're st- <laughs> like still it. in the planning stages uh yeah but before the end of the year awesome um, yeah it's really good i recommend okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. miskatonic check well, them out yeah, yeah i love sure. miskatonic they're yeah. great yeah yeah, we they've were been great for a long time too. I mean, yeah. I used to live in Westmont before we bought the house yeah. that we live in in Bolingbrook, and I think that we may have discovered them around then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been going. My husband and I have been going to Miskatonic probably more than any other brewery that we've visited, and he's very hardcore about them. They might be yeah, one of his favorite breweries, um, and it's probably the only brewery that he'll physically go to the brewery <laughs> to buy something when they come out That's with wonderful. it. He's just yeah really loves them we both, i guess that's I, who we should drink if we have them on huh yeah we should i accidentally <laughs> when owlbear came out and dungeon master i think came out um at the same time the no, first uh, time i thought it was grendel no i don't so think dun- dungeon master is like the series yeah so. i was one gonna of say, the dungeon Owlbear masters is a yeah. Dungeon yeah. Master, so yeah. one of the bo- their bottles what was it i don't remember what it was i didn't love it as much as owlbear obviously but anyways i know i picked up a bottle and owlbear and i accidentally bought like three of them and paul emailed me and was like did you mean to do this and i was like no but just give it to me anyways like i'm just gonna drink drink it so it's fine (laughs) so then i wound up with a bunch of it and then i had people over and it was gone anyway so it was it was fine but it was like did you mean to and for a second i was like no but it's okay yeah like i'll just i'll just take it i'll give it a good home yeah Yeah. it's not gonna go to waste so yeah (laughs) check out miskatonic all right so random questions not necessarily about your beers but okay if you could drink any beer with any person alive or dead who would it be and what would you drink that's a really tough one i'm not <laughs> i'm not even gonna lie uh man uh, i would want to drink a beer with michael jackson i, I don't Ooh. did he drink beer i don't know i have no idea yeah i don't, I don't, I don't even know. know if he drank beer um and not Michael Jackson, like the famous beer writer. I'm talking about the right. King, the oh, king no, 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 no. Yeah. the king of pop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to drink a beer with Michael ja- with Michael oh. Jackson, and uh, it'd have to be an imperial stout. Like, okay. yeah, I, I, I like it. No clue, no clue at yeah. all if he'd even like it. But uh, but that would be an experience. Yeah, because it's a, it's, a, it's would, a beer yeah. that you can sip and have a long conversation with, and that's a good you know, point. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a beer to savor and enjoy, and and uh, who better to do that with? Yeah, what a great conversation yeah. uh, you could have that's while fantastic. drinking that. I have so many questions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that's that's a great thing. You make a good point about stouts, like imperial stouts that, like, you sip and you sit and you enjoy company. And, like, you know, I feel like a lot of the other things, the IPAs and milkshakes and whatnot, sure. like, you're sitting outside and you're drinking it and, you know, it's gone. But, like, a good, heavy, thick stout is something that you'll sit and enjoy and it's it's like bourbon kind of you sit and enjoy company and it's yeah Yeah. okay and it's it's interesting it's funny you mentioned that because there's a lot of people like non-beer people that don't recognize that they Mm -hmm. just see you have like one beer and they'll just be like oh it's 14 percent. that's crazy right and uh but like i I'm just like that. This is the beer I'm drinking for the night. You're gonna like, have three right. mixed drinks while yeah. I sit yeah. and I'm drink sit here my. And just yeah. sip this and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally get that. There's we want we want, my birthday was last week and we went away for the night and we were in the middle of nowhere in Indiana and um, 
there wasn't really good beer on the menu, so I wound up drinking bourbon. And I realized that I haven't had hard liquor since like 2019. Yeah. And all I've been drinking is beer. And like the first taste I got of it, I was like, it was shocking. <laughs> yeah, because I'm yeah. like, I don't get that. There's very few beers, if any, that, that you get that alcohol that burn like, to knock them. you over. Because like the beers that even have the high ABVs are going to be thicker and they're going to be, you know, they're going to have that coating. It's not going to be that alcohol burn that you get. And so I got that and I was like, I'm not used to this. My body is not accustomed to this anymore. Right. Like, I, I need my beer. <laughs> All right. We're opening a Kitty Wampus. Yeah. We just opened up, uh, I guess, commercial batch one in Kitty Wampus. Uh, <laughs> I figured it was a nice segue, um, like I said, from, with, from uh, Black is Beautiful to this. Uh, yeah, so the coffee on this has faded a little bit. Um, and uh, as a result, the chocolatey like, base beer is shining through beautifully. Um, if yeah. you have this, drink it. It's The chocolate is, is really more pronounced than when oh, I first wow. had this. Yeah, and there's, yeah no, and there's no chocolate in this at all. It, it tastes is, is, like that... Yeah. Is it just the combination, maybe, of like the milk sugar mm. and the vanilla is just giving you that creamy, yeah, milky um, flavor? Yeah. So the lactose and the vanilla work really nicely together. Uh, it gives it like a, a really nice creamy. So the, the whole the whole point of this beer, it's supposed to be like coffee with sugar and cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the kind of idea behind this. This is going to be a, a flagship beer of mine. Uh, cool. And um, I was going to ask that question. <laughs> what yeah. your flagship beers? It's going to be. I mean, Kitty Wampus, and then. Um, IPA isn't probably going to be rotating, but I, I want to always have Kitty Wampus on. Um, our new building is right next door to Enduro Coffee's new, oh, cool. new roastery. Ooh, so uh, nice. I'm going to have the fresh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have the freshest coffee of any brewery. In, For in real, Illinois. yeah. Right Fantastic. next door. That's excellent. It will literally be roasted and then immediately thrown into a fermenter. That's, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so with this particular uh, beer though, um, yeah, this is one of my favorite homebrew recipes that I, I brewed over and over again. and. Okay. I, this had to be the first commercial beer that I brewed. Um, it almost smells like dark chocolate. Like yeah, so that's just the base beer. The just, the yeah. what's unique about this beer is um, it, it's so a lot of. Uh, I mean, I can't speak for every every brewery, but I know a lot of breweries they they'll, they'll brew a stout base and they'll throw different adjuncts in it. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular base was actually. Uh, was actually tailored to this particular coffee from Enduro. Oh. So, like, I can't really swap this out for something, for something else, else yeah. because um, the base beer is, is is kind of put together to kind of accentuate the nuances and flavor profile of the Ugandan beans from Enduro. Okay. Um, so they they employ all the families in Uganda that, that actually harvest the coffee. Oh, wow. It's sent over raw, um, and uh, I actually helped them unload a, a tr- container. It was quite the workout. Um, <laughs> sure. And then they hand roast all the coffee in in, uh, in downtown Aurora. Wow. But um, yeah, they empl- they directly employ they're the highest paid farmers in Uganda. Um, that's really cool. And they send yeah they they take really good care of them, and that's and why I love some beans. Right? That's yeah, why I love Enduro Coffee. Yeah. Um, I'm super proud to be working with them. Um, that's really that's really definitely cool. check them out. Yeah. Yeah, check out Enduro Coffee in downtown Aurora. Um, really good guys, and and if you like the coffee that is in my beers, yeah. that's it's all Enduro Coffee. Um, we're going to be doing some fun collaborations in the future. Uh, we're going to play, be playing around with barrel aging uh, their coffee and some of my spent barrels. So oh, be on oh, the lookout for that in the future. That's cool. Interesting. Oh, that cool. 
I will definitely. Barrel aged coffee. Coffee. That's something yeah. I could get into. We're That's doing definitely something I can get behind. Yeah. So we're at my house right now. Um, for those of you listening, and uh, I actually have like a, I, I actually have quite a few barrels in my basement, and we're we're doing a little pilot batch with one of my five gallon. Uh, cool. Once I, oh, cool. I've got a stout a, a stout barrel down there, a uh, five gallon stout barrel. That once I'm gonna once I have find time to empty it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna throw some beans in there and just see how it works, and if it works, then we'll scale it up to uh, yeah, bigger that's barrel. really cool. I would be definitely interested in checking that out. That's really cool. Yeah, we have a barrel in my basement, but it's bourbon and it's a table now, so <laughs> oh, <laughs> a collectible. Got, it's a Heaven Hill barrel, and it's now just a table. But <laughs> got one of those in the backyard. <laughs> they work great. Um, yeah, no, this is this is. I actually still have, I think, a can or two of Kitty Wampus. I don't have my, anything left. It gets basement. drank real yeah. fast. I have also, to, we, we have a policy. We try not to keep. I, I'm very excited at the possibility of uh, of you showing us your stash. By the way, while <laughs> if you don't mind, but um, my stash is pathetic because my <laughs> husband went on this like. Oh, quest he didn't want to buy to any not more buy beer. beer. Yeah. Okay. So during our little our little home lockdown time which yeah. we don't didn't really exist for us because both of us work outside yes. of our yeah. homes we so, all work um, both of our husbands work too yeah so. <laughs> um but during this time he was all about well let's save money because the future is you know you don't know what the future yeah, is uncertain. Uncertain. who it's knows what's going to happen what if people stop drinking that's never going to happen no, but okay <laughs> but alcohol sales went up 30 sure. percent yeah from yeah march they're hitting new year's but, yeah. eve numbers every day but mm. okay but anyway so we stopped buying beer that was a obviously the natural decision to make and he forced me to finish everything in the fridge um which became very difficult because we buy a lot of barrel age stuff and um it's really hard to drink one of those at like 10 30 while you're trying to teach a third grader long division yeah i wouldn't do that that's (laughs) not he's definitely gonna fail Fail yeah well someone's gonna fail that is Um, not a beer when you're trying to be productive so yeah i have to occasionally beg him to bring something home i'm like can you just Bring, bring like some beer. normal bring beer IPA in that I can drink yeah. at lunch. Well, my <laughs> problem is that I'm the only person in my house that drinks beer. So yeah. if right. I buy a four pack, it's all on me. So I have been frequenting a lot of the bottle shops by me, like Crafted or um, Open Bottle and Tinley, because they sell by the can. Mm-hmm. So like I can just buy two and not buy a four pack. Right. Because otherwise I'm like, please someone come drink with me. And right. for the last few months, everybody's That's like, been pretty I'm not going to come drink with you. And I'm like, but I have free beer and it's good beer. Right. But um, it, so, gets, yeah. it gets tough on certain weeks. Um, when you get some of the best breweries, you know, releasing two or three different beers right? a week. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure I'm probably part of the problem, too. And, 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 and uh, You have been part of the problem, but, yeah. I mean, I'll accept it. But, but, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's it's really great to be able to, like, uh, go into stores, like like the ones you mentioned, and, and Iron and Glass is mine. Yeah, Iron and Glass, yeah. Um, and and, and uh, Orange and Brew and Don Scrove, mm-hmm. like those, uh, and, and be able to pick up individual cans yeah. and get to try everything that came out that week. And if, you, and if there's something that jumps out of you, you can go back and get a full four-pack. Right, right. Yeah, which is great. I, I loved that Crafted was delivering beer to my nice. house during lockdown, so I would just order online. Oh, and then man, at like so 4 dangerous. o'clock, it would show up on my doorstep. Nice. That's and wonderful. so the last day that they were delivering, I actually ordered a bunch of beer. But then I was like, I have to leave my house now to get alcohol. Nice. 
<laughs> it was so sad. I, I do. But I, there was one day that I, I drove, I don't know, I drove a ridiculous amount of time. I like, I went to more because they had some release and then somebody else had a release. Then I went all the way up to phase three because they shot, they had a release. And I was yep. like, all right. So like, and my kids are in the car just watching their tablets, eating their McDonald's. And I'm like, I have to pick up beer. And they were like, okay, mom. And so I did this like big circle and just had like, a giant thing of beer in my backseat oh, by the man, time I was beautiful. done. And I'm like, so this is what we're doing on Saturday. Just to, just so you know, kids. And they're like, and okay. they got out of the house. They got used to it, though. Like, they're like, so are we going to the beer store today? And I was like, yes. But then I'll buy you McDonald's. So, you know, not all the time people, wins. Everybody but wins. everybody wins. That's a good deal. Yeah. And Morin Huntley is fantastic because even during... It's beautiful. It's oh, gorgeous. yeah. It's gorgeous. We were there the day after they opened yeah. back in... March, like right before all this, yeah, I don't remember I when they opened. February, February maybe. It must it, have they been opened February. on a Saturday to the public. They had industry night before then, and then we went on a Sunday. But it's huge. The food's yeah. great. The beer's great. It's a beautiful they place. Still had like uh, I don't remember what they still had on tap. They had the Villanois that was the collaboration microphone, and they had something else. Yeah, they had something else on. They had draft. something else on draft. But anyways, yeah, Ugh. it's a great space too. Long ago. too. Those, yeah, I love those. those guys have been super helpful too in helping us plan our brewery. Um, cool. I am, fr- yeah. Sunny and, and Perry have been really great. Uh, they've shown us a good time when we go out to visit uh, in mm-hmm. Huntley, um, and then uh, they've been really instrumental in helping us kind of plan our brewery and how to make the most efficient brewery possible. So that's great. Uh, huge yeah. shout out to the guys at Moore. Definitely show them some love. There's because um, they've been yeah. showing us quite a bit. Good. Sounds like you've got a ton of connections with great people in the industry, which I'm sure helps you immensely, like, get going and, you know, ideas. And Absolutely. obviously, if you're opening a space, you know, people that have done it before you, you can learn from their things that worked and things that didn't work Absolutely. and stuff like that. So, Yeah, everyone's been super friendly. Um, I've gotten more in the pa- in, like, the last month especially, I've gotten so many, like, friend requests from um, brewers that I've never met before mm-hmm. in my life that oh, just nice. friend me on Facebook and like cool. uh, we kind of just get to chit chatting and like uh, you know one of the guys is like Matt from Noon Whistle still haven't met him but like yeah. we've, we've had conversations and yeah. uh, I'm going to trade him a four pack of, his, of my black is beautiful for his oh, great. so like yeah. we're making those connections and it's it's uh, it's, a, it's a really nice community to be a part of everyone's super friendly yeah. everyone's super helpful um I just recently joined the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild and like cool. getting the emails on a daily basis of like just witness, just sitting back and seeing the emails come in of people just like, hey, does anybody have any have a bag of grain I can oh. I can borrow and or and I'll replace it when mine comes in and like just seeing how helpful everyone is it's it's a great community and, that's really great yeah um, I've never really witnessed that in any other industry uh, like not nearly like there's not. Well, it's a sense of like brotherhood as opposed to capitalism. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, no. That's really. That's well, really great. Yeah. We've talked about that too. How we feel like breweries really focus a little bit more on like philanthropic endeavors mm-hmm. and and doing things like that. You know, they host these beer festivals and they donate proceeds to charity and yeah. like other other companies, other organizations. That just doesn't seem to be as prevalent right. as it yeah. is in this, community. or at least not a priority yeah and i think that's such a wonderful little little element little bonus to like the craft beer world that seems to exist pretty universally i mean not literally everyone but like just seems like the focus is so community and so 
you know, being there for each other and, and offering something that appeals to everyone, not just beer, you know? And I think that's something yeah. we've discovered in craft beer. And it seems like you're having the same experience on, on a the professional other side. level. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm a guy that doesn't, that doesn't like asking for help or favors. I'm stubborn like that. <laughs> but uh, just knowing that there's people out there that will are down to help you out uh, with something if you if, if I ever if need you it. needed it that there are uh, people willing yeah. Yeah. it's a really really cool community to be a part of and uh, yeah happy to do so mm. um, we just opened up Oleana. Um, uh, it's right off the bat you can see this is like crazy this is a radical difference than any other beer that we've yeah, opened up so far like the the feel the mouthfeel I hate that word <laughs> um, is it's super creamy, but it's thick. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, heavy. More of a syrupy yeah. rather than like a creamy, I think. But yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, so anyone that's ever like uh, questioned uh, Kitty Wampus and no. asked how is this an Imperial Porter, like I've always been like, well, wait, wait, till wait. You, wait till you see my style. <laughs> like it'll make more sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is a, this is a, a whole, this is a beast in itself. And I'm so excited to be able to barrel age this one uh, in, oh. in Aurora. That'll be yeah. amazing. I'm super excited. This is good. So this like is the, our first. This yeah, we first haven't time. tried this. Karen and I have not yeah. actually had this until just now. This is now. very good. So this is, um, yeah, so this is a big imperial stout. Uh, the only mm. adjunct is uh, Madagascar vanilla beans. Mm. Um, and it, it kind of, it kind of again, goes back to what I was saying earlier about trying to bridge the gap between um, what the quote-unquote pastry boys want, like just <laughs> big, thick, like yeah. crazy, heavy, uh, sweet beers mm-hmm. um but it also still does incorporate like traditional russian imperial flavor profiles yeah. uh, and characteristics i should say um uh, so you do get a little bit of that dark fruit you do get a lot of dark chocolate mm-hmm. um and uh but you still get sweetness you still get an insane body and uh all it's missing is oak and bourbon and uh that'll, <laughs> that, that that'll, barrel age of this that'll, 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 that'll come, yeah. ne- that'll come perfect, next year but no this is this, this is, is really tasty. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Well done. So this is this is the very epitome of a beer too. That I mean, f- just for the weight, for the uh, body alone, this is a beer uh, which is a very epitome of a beer to savor and sip and just yes. kind of enjoy. Sure. Um, I'm a really huge fan of port wine, so a lot okay. of my uh, my imperial stouts are very much inspired by port wines in terms of like having the richness, having the the body of a good like vintage port, um, and then. Uh, um, and I'm working my way toward having the alcohol of a, a good port. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, once I once I can once I, once I'm in Aurora, I'm gonna have a lot more fun with that aspect. But uh, yeah, it's inspired by port wine. It's something that I have always had fun with, and I'd love to mess around with some port barrels once I. Yeah, you'll have the space. You'll have the opportunity. That that sounds great. No, this is really. It's got that dark chocolatey. It's got that thickness. It's. Smells great. Yeah, I know. I keep. Smelling I taste it. by smell a lot. Yeah. Like I notice mm-hmm. flavors more from the smell of things than I do the actual taste of things sometimes. Yeah. And uh, which is actually something my husband and I differ on because he gets a lot more. We were joking earlier about sometimes not catching vanilla in something that maybe has been out for a while mm-hmm. and the vanilla has kind of died down a mm-hmm. little bit. My husband will catch it in flavor, right. uh, and I'll miss it. But if I can smell something, if I Get smell it, a yeah. beer and I can smell vanilla or cinnamon or chocolate or coffee yeah. i mean most people can smell coffee and beer it's such a strong well, smell but uh or coffee, maple maple i feel like you're gonna um, get whether you're 
that discerning of a yeah. pellet anyways because they're I, super overpowering but like i catch a lot of things mm. through smell before taste um and i feel like it, it really enhances for me i love the fact that i smell the strong flavors so i always observe that when i drink something and that's i mean it's part of the process too you, you, i mean you yeah that's definitely part of the process is having getting that getting that aroma and then getting the flavor and kind of seeing how it all melts together yeah I feel like I like that about craft beers, though, too, is the aroma is there. Like, a lot of people that are drinking your Bud Blights or Natterdays, like, you, you don't yeah. care about the smell. Like, there's nothing, yeah. you know, there's not tell you anything the smell to it. Like, I don't know Light. what a Coors Light <laughs> smells like. Um, but with most of the craft beers, whether it's an IPA, whether it's a milkshake, whether it's a stout, you know, like you're going to, you're going to get some of that aroma that's going to help enhance kind of the flavor palette that you're, you're tasting, um, that you don't get in just, a, you know, a regular lager pilsner that isn't necessarily have more of that complexity to it. Definitely. No, this is really good. So when you're not brewing beer, what are you doing? Besides canoeing. Other than canoeing, yeah. <laughs> working. I'm always working. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hear that. I feel kind of bad for my girlfriend because she hasn't seen me very much in the Aww. past month. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now, right now it's crazy because I'm still working my full-time job. Mm-hmm. I work for I, I, I work for a, a granite countertop company. Oh. So, um, yeah, so I, I have a very busy full-time job. And then on top of that, like, I have, after work, I have to then work on my other full-time job, right. which is running a... You a, have two full-time jobs pretty much right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, so I don't really have time for much else. Uh, okay. But, um, yeah, I like cars. I like motorcycles. And... Uh, ah, you ride? I started... Uh, I Not right now, but I did, yes. Okay. For, <laughs> my, for, my, for my birthday this year, uh, which was last month, um, one of my buddies let me borrow his one of his motorcycles for for like a week and like oh that's cool. that was so much fun like that's awesome yeah I'm back in the I'm back in the market uh, uh, I sold I actually sold uh, my motorcycle to uh, put toward the down payment for this house so, oh really like a cruiser um, or a sport bike it was a touring sport bike so oh, it was a okay. Yamaha FC one so it has like okay, yeah, yeah. yeah a Yamaha R one but but comfortable yeah my husband's. Uh, He's had he's on a second Harley, but we're going to Sturgis in two weeks. Nice. We've been in he's been like four times now, but um, yeah, we ride for fun. So yeah. Our f- friends thought we were crazy because he bought his second bike when I was very pregnant, and we were shopping for a motorcycle. Yeah. And they're like, normally wives make them get rid of your motorcycle, not yeah. buy a new one when you're right. pregnant. And I was like, eh, you know, it's it's relaxing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so. you That's... gotta be able to have what makes you happy yeah. I, mean, I miss that so much like uh, ha- having us coming home from a stressful day and then just being able to get on the bike and just go for a ride clear and like, your mind clear your just, mind yeah, it's the sure. best mm-hmm. um yeah that was that uh, i'm also a photographer which probably comes through in my brewery work yeah uh <laughs> i used to be a motor i used to be a motorsports photographer and videographer oh, really? for a living so oh, that's cool. oh, okay. um yeah i used to get paid to shoot like cars and races and it was uh, it was wonderful but that, that's a fun yeah. yeah what a cool job that's fun. yeah so uh i mean i've always loved photography um cool. so yeah i've got a lot of creative outlets um uh i always have to be making something i always have to be <laughs> doing something i am not okay. i'm not a like sitting around watching tv kind of yeah. guy yeah yeah, you're not so. going to just sit and, yeah. Well, I mean, which makes the, I mean, homebrewing makes sense. And, yeah. the other, you know, it totally fits into that kind of personality. <laughs> Do you design your own labels? Yes. Okay. Um, design everything. The only exception, um, 
Kitty Wampus, uh, Laura Feller created. Uh, she's an artist. Um, she's actually local. Uh, she she did all the cats on this, um, <laughs> but I did, but I did the actual design and layout of of that. So uh, my my degree is in graphic design. Um, I never really used it too much of it. Yeah, uh, that but happens. I'm using it now. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how it goes. College is a wonderful thing. Where did you go to right? college? Yeah. Um, Robert Morris University and then uh, Northern Illinois University. Okay. So. Okay. Husky. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I it, but yeah, so now I'm using that. I design all my own labels, do all my own uh, design, my own photography. So wow, I wear many hats. You're a jack of all trades. I wear yeah, many. I wear right. many, many hats. Cool. I like um, it. I've recently my hu- I I really like taking pictures. I'm not good at it, but I need to like improve on it. So my husband bought me a uh, a Nikon camera for Christmas. Oh, cool! And I'm on my like third new lens because I'm like, well, I need one that zooms, but I need one that takes like, you know, as your your eye sees really like clearly and crisply. Uh-huh. And I'm like, then I need one for in between. So. It's a it's a cool hobby that I'm I'm a fan of. It's an expensive so. hobby, is what it is. Yeah. Lenses alone are exp- yeah. so expensive. Yeah. Um, My brother made me pay for his old camera when he replaced oh, it. Wow. He was like, "Yeah, you can have it for two hundred bucks." And I was I mean, just like, cool. okay. "Not that expensive." Yeah, yeah, cameras. I mean, yeah, but sure. But you're like, you're I mean, my that brother. That was my family rate. Yeah. That was the family you're rate. You're my brother. Rate. Aren't you just gonna give it to me? Apparently. He was not. Gotcha. I see. I see. <laughs> Yeah, no hobby. Yeah, it's a, it's an expensive hobby. I mean, you did I give suppose. me a lens with it. Fair. It wasn't just a body. Yeah. Know? So. Mm. So now we're gonna drink a homebrew. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little about it. So Kara's actually had quite a few of my homebrews. Um, She's a you lucky haven't. girl. I have not. I yeah. know. Yeah. So like I said, we've been to a bunch of shares together, and, and I've and that's how I got my name is bringing my beers to Pretty shares. Much, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. No, I knew your um, name before. <laughs> So this is uh, this is Slow Magic that I just opened. So Slow Magic is actually a blend of three, maybe four. I forget. I think it's three different barrel aged beers that I all brewed. Um, some of them, one of them I brewed here. Uh, two I brewed in Aurora. Okay. Um, yeah. When I had to move barrels, full barrels, Ooh, oh uh, when, I moved, when I moved into this house <laughs> and then down into the basement, that was a nightmare. Yeah, that sounds um, horrible. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. So shout out to my fellow beer guy, Matt Moy, for being here and helping me drag barrels into the basement. That was a huge It's like help. a dangerous endeavor. Yeah. It was very terrified. dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a uh, this is a blend of... Actually, the recipe, the the, uh, the stout portion of this is actually the same recipe as Aliena. Okay. Uh, fun fact. So um, it's a portion... It's a blended of uh, Imperial Stout uh, mm-hmm. that was aged in a uh, bourbon barrel. Uh, a rye wine that was aged in a uh, neutral American oak barrel, so it had no spirit in Nothing. it before. Okay. Um, and then a, uh, what was it? A rye whiskey barrel aged um, barley wine. Um, so mm. these, uh, yeah, so this is what I love doing is kind of, and then I think the resulting blend oh. was then aged on Madagascar vanilla. That's, That's good, so right? good. Yeah. The smell is amazing though too. Like I like to just, my husband drinks bourbon, but I like to just sit and smell it. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I love the smell of it. It's comforting, but this is this is really good. Ooh. Yeah, so this is a really, and this is what I love doing. This mm. barrel aging, um, kind of seeing what different types of barrels bring out, bring to the table, and then kind of blending them to kind of make something that is unique in its own right. Yeah. Um, yeah so this is a beer that I blended uh, um, once I got to this house. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just kind of pulled through my barrel stock and then i it's also some like the, for example the rye wine had a little bit too much spice to okay. it um so that had i had emptied that barrel and it, and it had just been sitting in kegs and i had just been using it as a component essentially to add to something yeah, um things. but Is yeah it? this was a, a good blend of, of of three different beers and then uh the barley wine uh i was gonna say you said barley wine right that yeah really comes out um the barley wine didn't have enough barrel but then the stout had a little too much barrel. <laughs> so like it's it's uh, that's what I love. That's like blending. That's why I love blending as much as I do is because uh-huh. it's kind of cool to see what different what different barrels are doing. Oh, um, for sure. And then, like I said, kind of using other barrels to kind of uh, make up for what other barrel what other barrels lack. Do you have a favorite bourbon or other that you like that you would like to age things in barrel wise? Um, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. That's uh, <laughs> no, the reason, off the cuff, just curious. Yeah, uh, like I've I've worked with Heaven Hill Barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, Heaven Hill Barrels are phenomenal. Uh, I love what they bring to the table. Um, the reason the reason I'll get back to you on that uh, <laughs> is because I've got an Elijah Craig barrel, which I've uh, oh. that's full of Kitty Wampus right now. Cool. Um, and then uh, the um. What is it? Uh, the Jepson's bourbon. Um, oh, so okay. The, yeah, I haven't had it, but Jepson's bourbon is phenomenal. Is it really? Yes, okay. Oh, man. I've is, been, I've been, I've been tossed like around. you got a present for your husband. I know. I was curious. Every bourbon that I ever like, yeah. uh, I tell people how great it is, and then I, and then eventually I can't get it anymore, and it makes oh, me really yeah. Mad. Oh. Like Weller Twelve here sat on Wait. shelves forever. You, could, you guys I've brought some couple, of that. You yeah, got a Weller Twelve. I've got a couple bottles. Yeah, of that. I've got yeah. Weller Twelve. But yeah, like that—that that was like my that was my daily that drinker. Was, right. And yeah. because, because you could drink it daily because it yes. was always on shelves. Yeah. Now, no, like, not so much. You can't buy it. Now people trade uh, for it. Yeah, that's it's so ridiculous. Weird. Yeah, I've seen um, people trade for it. That's and crazy. And I'm just like, what? Henry, Henry McKenna ten year replaced Weller Twelve year for me. Okay. And then and then it won like best bourbon oh yeah that's something. the problem is when it wins an award yeah. like that and then, then you get it. it and now henry mckenna is gone i can't get that <laughs> can't get that anymore um uh, so my new daily drinker has become jepson's bourbon uh okay, huh. Ty- tyrus who's uh the the uh i don't know barrel manager i guess at ch distillery okay. yeah. uh, he's also a beer guy good guy okay um so he's that, that was actually his blend so he kind of picked out oh. barrels uh and then he made this blend which then um became jepson's bourbon sure um it's the jepson's that people are questioning oh yeah people whether, see jepson's like oh my lord like, gross that i'm not doing <laughs> it which is honestly yeah. why i was hesitant to you get the it same impression. Right. but yeah. if it's if but i yeah it's, if somebody it's says phenom- it's it's a phenomenal bourbon okay. for for 23 dollars right it, it's cheap you can't yeah. beat it um i have multiple bottles because like okay. i'm afraid that it's gonna go away all right i'm like, gonna have to pick some up because like i said i've been i've been skeptical of it but like we've got um We've got a bunch. We have we drink a lot of Angel's Envy. We drink um, Bell Mead. My husband's been into lately. I've got a bunch of like Old Forester. I got the nineteen twenty. We've got Wellers. We've sure. got Blantons. We've got all the regular. Right. You know, like um, I bought Jefferson Ocean the other day, which is kind of cool. Um, they age it on a on a ship at sea, so like it tells you which voyage it was on. It's a little it's, bit of a gimmick to me. It's totally a gimmick, yeah, maybe, but it's, right? it's easy I'm to skeptical. Drink. Did they yeah. like open an umbrella over yeah, one no of them idea. and they're just like, oh, it didn't get rained on? Yeah, and then um, <laughs> what is it, Basil Hayden? I yeah, think yeah. We've been drinking more of, but all right, I'm gonna give Jepsons a try. You should. Um, right. So what I was getting out though with that is that um, I have a, I have a, I fill the Jepson's bourbon barrel with uh, with Kitty Wampus, and mm-hmm. when it, when we pop that bung open, that is one of the sweetest smelling barrels I've ever come across. I can only imagine. So, uh, 
yeah so so it's a blend of uh, a, a couple different whiskeys it's a blend of uh, some sweet uh at least the ones i mean i don't know if it's gonna be this way going forward sure. but some sweet stock from ngp which is in indiana mm-hmm. um and these barrels smell insanely sweet uh and then um oh no they're very vanilla forward and then uh some dickleberry uh, i'm sorry dickle barrels dickle from barrels. Okay. uh from tennessee mm-hmm. um and uh i don't know if i was allowed to say that but that's okay sorry tires so uh but yeah uh anyway one of the the barrel that he gave me for uh kitty wampus is one of the sweetest smelling barrels so the so cool. if that comes out tasting nearly as awesome as that smelled, uh-huh. um, that will be my favorite. That's that's, that's the roundabout way I like to it. Okay. answer to your question. Also, I'll try Jepson's bourbon. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Adding it to the list. All right. right? We'll add it to our, to our basement collection. So um, anything else? We've no, learned a lot. We've tasted some fantastic beers. A lot with us. Anything your beer, else? Your, your plans, your... Um, Anything else you want to add? Yeah. My plans are to keep making beer that I want to drink and uh, hope that everyone else really wants to drink them too. It sounds great. Um, yeah. I'm forever a student, so constantly learning. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I want to keep making great beer and obviously make sure that I get Aurora up and running uh, smoothly. Like I mentioned, we're, we're hoping to be up and running by the end of the year, but you never know with these things. Sure. Um, but, yeah, hoping to do that and... Uh, excited to start filling some barrels once that does happen so um yeah that's about it for right now yeah cool. that sounds awesome well, well thanks for talking to us today no problem really thanks for having me on sharing yeah. your collection here was awesome yeah. you know it was great to have this opportunity with you absolutely uh and thanks everybody for listening uh we're parenting by the pint <laughs> which i've said wrong at times <laughs> um <laughs> how we said it I once said parenting on the pint Which for some odd no reason. Sense. No. Uh, yeah, before so we started <laughs> drinking. But anyway, even uh, she asked me if I was had already had a few drinks, and I was just like, I wish that would make more sense. But anyway, uh, make parenting sure you find us pint, on yes. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe um, on your favorite podcast app. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks, yeah. guys. And yep. thanks, Ricky, from Foreign Exchange. We yep. will catch you next time. Yep. Bye.